be one of them clickers. All right, welcome back. Welcome back to the Old Let's Talk About It podcast. Um, before we get started, make sure you take a second to hit that subscribe button. Only takes a quick second. It, it really helps out, help get the numbers up so I can keep bringing y'all this quality content. All right, in recognition of Women's History Month, I do want to read off a possibly little known um, history fact, women's history fact from a black woman that was a poet some years ago. Okay, Gwendolyn Brooks. Today, Brooks is considered to be one of the most revered poets of the 20th century. She was the first black author to win the Pulitzer Prize in 1950 for Annie Allen. And she served as poetry consultant to the Library of Congress, becoming the first black woman to hold that position. She was also the poet laureate of the state of Illinois and many of her works reflected the political and social landscape of the 1960s, including the civil rights movement and the economic climate. So that's Gwendolyn Brooks, uh, 1917 to 2002. So congratulations for Women's History Month. I guess that's what you're supposed to say. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, in recognition of the women. All right, today as we see another special guest, which happens to be a woman, is here with me today. Um, when I thought about how to introduce, I really had a lot of different things I could have said. Um, someone that has had my back, someone that has been a support system, even at, I'm sure at some of the most inconvenient times. Um, just been there financially, been there physically, been a rat here and there, has seen me at some of my worst times but also seen me at some of my better times. She's a mother, she's a daughter, she's a wife, she's a sister, she's a niece. On the professional side, she's a registered nurse, and also she's the owner of, you say the name, because I'm still remembering the, the old name. <laughs> Sweet and Elegant Delights. Sweet and Elegant Delights. I tried to condense the introduction because it's a lot there, but none other than my little big sister, Miss Tasha Crawley Boom. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Glad right. to be here. Okay, we're gonna fast forward a little bit because as we talk, part of you know, your background and stuff will come out, so I don't have to start with that. Okay. Being a, a registered nurse, <clears throat> at what age did you realize that was your interest? Um, actually as far back as I can remember, um, <laughs> With my mama being a nurse, of course, I wanted to be like my mama, um, and she was an LPN. So from, I would say, three, four years old, I always know knew that I wanted to be um, a nurse, because my mama was a nurse. Um, my grandmother was an aide, um, had aunts that were registered nurses, and so that just felt like That's what I was supposed to do. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what was the process of... Because I remember a term back in the day called candy striper. A candy striper or something like that. I never really made it to the candy striper stage. Mm -hmm. Mom, what was that? It was just like a, a, a volunteer where you go around and give out magazines. and um, I think they call them just volunteers now. Okay. okay. Um, I think like the senior circles and stuff like that. Um, they do that type of stuff now. Um, but I never made it there. Mom, Mama checked into it, but for whatever reason, it just never worked out. So I ended up going through CNA while I was in high school. 
Okay. Start it. I I thought I had to start at the bottom to get to the top, which okay. it helped, but I didn't have to. But I mean, it was it was it happened in the way it, it was supposed to happen. Okay, so you say you started with CNA in high school because I'm trying to because somebody might be listening and interested in a, a career path and they don't know what steps to take to get to where they're going. So you started CNA in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, then what was the next? Then once I completed uh, CNA school, I knew that that was not going to be the end. So I went to, um, well, I called myself going to RN school. And I'm not ashamed. Straight from CNA. Okay. And I'm not afraid to say that I flunked out. And it was a couple of reasons why I flunked out. Um, I was a brand new mom. Right. So that was my, you know, my daughter was my focus at the time. Um, And let's back up. mm -hmm. And if you don't mind. Okay, because without and we can go into as much as you or as little as you want. Okay. Originally, okay, out of high school, your plan was to go to a different school. Yes, yes. But because you ended up pregnant, mm-hmm. you know, the plans had to change. Mm-hmm. But you didn't give up on exactly the final destination. You still wanted to be a nurse. You just had to alter the plan. Exactly. Which just going to say, things happen. It doesn't have, and you might have to change the course, but it doesn't mean the, the path you're going. But it doesn't mean you have to change your destination. Exactly. Okay, so get back to where you at. Okay, so I didn't go to the original school that I was gonna go to because I was pregnant, and I would have to leave my daughter for the entire week and just go home on weekends. Wasn't having that. Went to the community college, you know, tried my hand at RN there, flunked out because again, my daughter was my priority. Right. You know, she was a baby. Um, so I ended up getting in contact. Oh, actually, Mama, you know, thank God for good parents. Yeah. Because Mama was a product of Greens Memorial Licensed Practical or Practical Nursing School. Right, 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 right. So she had a good relationship with um, Mrs. Ann Wren, who right. actually allowed me to come in on the tail end of their LPN program. Because I had had so many RN courses already. Okay. So I only did seven months of LPN school. And what's the after? <clears throat> I think term? it's, I want to say it's a year to 18 months. I'm, wow. I, that was 20 some years ago, so I'm not sure now. Okay. Um, but I only did seven months of LPN school, graduated, AD. Um, but again, I knew eventually that would not, I knew that wasn't the end, but I worked for 10 years as an LPN. Okay. Um, in the process of all that, got married, had another child, um, and decided that when I got to that 10-year mark, that, 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 that desire in me was just growing. I was already doing the work at the hospital that I was working at. Okay. You know, I just didn't have the title or the money. <clears throat> Go ahead. So, question. Okay. So, when you get to that point. Because I know a lot comes with when you go to RN and having to do the, um, what's it called? Practicals? What's it called? Uh, clinical. Clinicals. I say practicals. <laughs> it's the same thing. <laughs> what does that conversation look like? Because a, a lot of support is needed between, like, is there a conversation between you and the spouse? Like, this is what I want to do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I have a great husband. Um, I know that this is not what we're, you know. You know, I have a, a great husband. He, the, the kids were older. Um, 
I think Ashley may have been about, hmm, I don't even know how old she was. I know Reggie was probably about six or seven. Yeah, he was younger. Yeah, when I when I finally decided to go back. Um, but anyway, husband talked to him. He said he would carry us. That that worked for me. Um, so I went to school Monday through Friday. But I still needed to do my part as a wife, as okay. you know, bringing in some income. So I worked every weekend, every single weekend for okay. a year. Um, Friday I would go in at from seven to eleven. Saturday I would do six p to six a, mm -hmm. and then Sunday I would double back and do a three to eleven, <clears throat> and then turn around Monday morning and be ready for class. That's a lot. Yeah, did that for a year. So, but because it was harder, you didn't stop. Like some people will look at that and say that's too much. What made you keep going? My desire. Hmm. Okay. You have to have something in you, not just because of what's around you or who's doing what, but you got to have that burning desire to, to do more, to be more, and that's what was in me. And I'm the type of person, if it's something that I want to do, I'm not going to be satisfied until I get it done. And that's the only way to get there. Yeah. That's the only way to get there. Yeah. Okay, so, because, you know, nursing is the, the smaller part of what I actually want to talk about. Okay. Because, like I said, hopefully this will help somebody on the professional side and on the business side. Mm -hmm. Because there's somebody out there looking for a career, and they don't know where to start or what's involved with that. Hopefully this can help them. Mm -hmm. So how long have you been an RN at this point? Um, Let's see. I took boards in January 2005. So from 2005 to present date. Um. So what is that? Okay. 15, 16? Okay, with the clinicals, like, because that takes up a lot of time, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Without the right support system, should you go into that without the right support system? No, you should I mean, it, no, I, I, no. You, you have to have support. I mean, I'm sure there's somebody in some town that has um, been able to do it. But I personally say you need support, whether it's friends, family. You number one, you need somebody telling telling you that you can do it on them long late nights mm -hmm. when you got to study. Cause you're not gonna get through RN school not studying. You you just not gonna do it, you know, unless you just a one top nerd and can can soak in information that quickly. Um, <clears throat> Um, but, um, you need that support system. You have to have, um, if you have children, you have to have somebody that's going to be able to help you out with your kids, your din the dinners, the, the, the homework, the whatever. You got to have somebody there. Right. Um, and thankfully I had that, you right. know, I had that. Okay. All right. Now let's move along because this is the more intriguing part because me, I could kind of understand how you got into the nursing part. Like you say, we have a grandma and aunts and mama and cousins and stuff. So it was kind of a natural thing. Mm -hmm. Okay, on to where you are presently with your business. Mm -hmm. Formerly known as Miss T's Sweet Treats. For those in the area, y'all are very familiar with that. Okay, now growing up, I wouldn't have saw that. Like, you weren't a baker. I remember you make cheesecake and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But... 
what I see now, I didn't see that growing up. At what point did you take an interest in baking? Well, number one, what I see now, I didn't see. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, so you want to know how I started? Why I started? Yeah, because like I say, okay, sometimes growing up, people are get into what they naturally... Okay, like when, when, when Bishop was on. Mm-hmm. He said he always would look at commercials, and so he kind of had that that spark earlier on where he knew, okay, this is what I want to do. It just was something he didn't discuss with anybody, but mm-hmm. at an early age, he knew he wanted to like write plays and right. things of that nature. Was it a point where you was like intrigued by baking and wanted to start doing? It? Well, that's a, a twofold response. Okay. On one hand, I got into baking because <clears throat> Okay, let me backtrack. The the job that I have even now um which is I'm an acute hemodialysis registered nurse. And that means that I only do the patients that are in the hospital. So if there're no patients in the hospital, then I don't work. I'm at home. I mean, I'm okay with that, but, <laughs> um, you know, because it could be some long days. And I, that's why I said that. it could be some really, really long days. Um, but so there there was a time where money running short um, and needed some extra income. Right. And I knew bacon was a – people had bake sales all the time. I knew bacon was a – Quick money maker, you know, mm-hmm. even if it was just for some lunch money. Right. You know what I'm saying? But then on the other hand, it be, it was my piece. Mm. Um, it was my enjoyment. Okay. My calming factor. Um, and it's a science. Mm-hmm. Me and, go ahead. So did you start off with making doing homemade or you start off just with the regular out the box cakes or No. I started from scratch. What made you want to do it that way? Because it's a science. Mm, okay, okay. Keep now going. baking from a box, yes, that's a science as well because you can bake from the box and I can bake from the box and different factors, elements, you know, outside temperatures temperature of the oven, all that kind of stuff okay. can make a difference and now cakes will come out the same. We can do the exact same thing. It'd be a little different. Right. Okay. Baking from scratch, it delves even more into that okay. because your baking soda, your baking powder, your flour, your sugar, your, all that stuff has to be exact. Mm. Okay. You know, and okay. if you don't know your calculations, that's math. Mm-hmm. I like math. Now, I'm not a math whiz, but I, I do all right with it. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So it's like things that interest me is inside of baking. Mm, okay. I, I never knew that. Yeah. It's inside of baking. So that's that's why it's a two-part two, two part reason why I started it. Okay. So it kind of started as a kind of a necessity. Mm-hmm. But you found a passion in it. Like you said, you found all the things you like mm-hmm. within that. Right. Not knowing that you would find that. Right. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, so as you progress, what made you turn it from, okay, I'm just doing it to make a few dollars here and there, to seeing, oh, this is a thing. I can do this. Because I started researching. Okay. Um, so and even with not having too many people 
at the time when you started, was anybody in the area doing it? No. Okay. Well, not really. Not that I knew of. Not that you, you okay. know, just yeah. as a hobby or what, like, basically like I was, you know, somebody's birthday or, you know, um, just because that type of thing, you know. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right, now, keep going. Keep going. I had to ask you a question. <laughs> I don't think so. Okay. At one point, I must have answered in my bag. Yeah, that, that one didn't that one didn't didn't come out. <laughs> I think I had an in my mind like this is the next question. But my mind said you asked no you didn't ask it. Okay. Um at what point did you I might have, I don't know, did you decide to make it a business? Like you, you didn't you quite started. yeah, you didn't quite get to that in part of, of yeah, why I did I make it yeah okay. Um, <laughs> okay why did you do why did you decide okay I can um, do this and make it a business because more people started inquiring I, in fact it was one person in particular and even almost nine years later and I'm very emotional so if I start crying don't think I'm upset I'm I'm just I'm an emotional She's person mothers and grandmothers <laughs> child and grandchildren but it's one person her name is Joyce Cumbo okay she's the office she was an officer at Greensville one day, I was at work, and she was on an inmate, and, um, I'm sorry, an offender, and, um, we were, I don't know how we got on the topic of me baking cakes, but anyway, that topic came up, and she was like, have you ever thought about doing birthday cakes? And I was like, no, that's not what I want to do. Mm-mm. Okay. And that's because my true nature is an introvert, so it wasn't to... I didn't want to be dealing with people. Yeah, you know, because birthday cakes and celebration cake, all that stuff is, yeah. yeah. Now, throw a butt cake here and sling it and, you know, Mm -hmm. that type of thing. That's different. And I was like, no. But then it's like, even to this day, I still hear her asking me, you want to do birthday cakes, you know, or Mm -hmm. won't you venture into that? Something, I can't remember the exact question, but anyway, it is like, that keeps reminding me for some reason to go on, to keep going. Wow. You know, it, it's it's really crazy, but she... So that was the first time you had actually been asked a question that made you stretch beyond your, yes. your comfortable mm-hmm. space. And you had to make a decision, oh, do I ignore this and, and push it off, or do I, I lean into it and force myself out of my comfort zone right. and start trying? Yeah, exactly. Like you say, because I'm an introvert, I don't really want to be dealing with a lot of people like that. But maybe that's the next level. Right. Okay. Right. Okay. So where does, because you have a new name now, we're going to get into that. Okay. But where does the name, or when did the name Miss T's Sweet Treats come into play? I said that right? Yes. Okay. But it's a, it's a, it's a funny story, but it's not so funny because it could be. Anyway, I was doing, I don't, know, I, remember, I don't remember the exact day, but I remember the exact moment. I was in the bathroom. I don't care if it's nasty. I don't tell you. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't. It's not nasty. It's just, I was in the bathroom, okay. and it was like, and I literally said, "God, what am I gonna name this thing?" Mm-hmm. And it like instantly, okay, that whole name. And for years, I tried okay. to change it. Wow, you know, because I kept hearing different, not mentors telling me, but just saying. You know, long names. It just—it's just, it's just yeah, too much. Yeah, a lot of stuff. Yeah, hits. and I'm like, I want to change it. And it's like I kept circling back around, kept circling back around, and it stuck for so long. 
you know, um, Miss T Sweet Treats. And I guess because it flowed, the name yeah, Miss yeah. T Sweet Treats is easy to say. Even though it's a long spelling, right. it's easy to say. Exactly. Easy to remember because it flows right along. Right. Okay. So you established the name. Mm -hmm. Did you immediately establish it as an LLC? No. You didn't know to do that? No. Okay. No. no. Go ahead. Um, started June 2. Well, actually, I start, started researching. Because, see, I'm, I'm, a, I'm the type of person, I get nervous when people start looking at me. And I don't want officials to start looking at me. So I'm like, I gotta research what to code if if you know if I can even do anything in the city, mm -hmm. um, what I needed to do. So I started researching, pulling up the codes online. I think I printed it out about three, four times just to convince myself. Listen up. You know that hey, you can do such and such and such. Then I said, well, okay, what about the state of Virginia? I did the same thing, printed it out about three, four times, read it over and over, so I could convince myself. It it was it was. It was like I had two people telling me, yeah, go ahead and do it. You know, don't worry about the rest. And then, no, yeah, you, you need that paperwork. Okay. And, and that's good information for anybody. And right now, especially like this, dealing with food and stuff, you're cooking out of your house. You need to be aware of what, what the health board might have to say about this or the different codes in the city. What part of the city you live in? Do I have the right refrigeration? Things of that nature. Right. Mm -hmm. That stuff is important because... If they come in, they can do what? Like, shut you down. They can shut you. you down and find you. So, hopefully you're taking taking heed that this paperwork is important. That's what's going to protect you. You have the best product in the world, but if you don't have the right paperwork, you could be selling a product in a spot that you're not supposed to be selling that product in because you don't have the right setup for it. Keep going. Okay. Oh, I didn't ask another question yet. No, I was, you told me keep going. So. Okay, go so I started researching that in May of 2012, mm -hmm. June 9th, which is ironic because um, that was the day I graduated high school in 1991. Okay. Um, I sold my very first cake. The young lady, um, she's not a Robinson anymore, but um, anyway, she purchased for her boyfriend strawberry cake. We, I think it had a cream cheese middle or something like that. Okay. Um, so my very first cake for nine dollars. Yeah, nine dollars. Nine dollars. Yeah, I I didn't know any better. Good gracious! I, I didn't know any better. I didn't know any better. Yeah, but <laughs> anyway, so I actually didn't become a, a LLC after doing more research, finding out that the cost wasn't a lot Not expensive. until um 2016. Okay. So four years later. Okay. Um. And it just because I, I after again mentors here going to conferences doing this doing that, um, following some people, following people who have been well established. Well, slow down because I want to get to some of that. Okay. Okay. So at one point because I know. Okay, as you progressed along, you would get. You end up going back to school. Yes. And getting what type of degree? I got a degree in, what is it called? Business Business and Technical Management with a um, minor in um, entrepreneurship. Okay, what made you do that? Truth be told, mm -hmm. my daughter. Oh, wow, okay. Explain. What's up, Ash? <laughs> 
Um, the fact that, well, I won't say I never went to college because I did go to community college, but little does she know, she inspires me. Um, and I'm getting ready to cry. Um, (laughs) she, um, she went to college, she went to a four year school, graduated with her bachelor's and I'm like, wait a minute, my daughter's sitting here with her bachelor's and her mother don't have any kind of degree. I mean, I had a vocational degree. Oh, yeah. You know? you yeah, I mean, I had a vocational, but I didn't have a, an actual degree. I got you. And by that time, I had decided that I did not want a bachelor's in nursing, <clears> just <throat> because I, I that's not that's you not where so I want to years go. In, so you were kind of on the down the backside of nursing by that point. For me, yeah, yeah okay. in my opinion, you okay. know how how I was feeling, yeah. Okay. Um. And I knew that, okay, I got this business. I wanted some background. Um, it looks good on resumes. Um, it looks good on financial paperwork. <clears throat> so, um, and that's why I, I, I think I graduated in April 2016. There's some people that listen. Put some stuff behind my name. DDS. What? That's a dentist. Huh? <laughs> I think so. Uh, okay, you keep going because I'm messing up. <laughs> um, but yeah, so... But it's, it's ironic, bro, because when I sit and think sometimes, okay, you're Aryan, you've got a bachelor's degree. I start patting myself on the back, but I'm not that type to pat myself on the back. Well, I'll pat you on the back for yourself. You know what I'm saying? It's like it, it, it hits me. You're a registered nurse. Yeah. You, yeah, have, a you have a bachelor's degree. You know what I'm saying? But it's like just to to be out because I'm I'm not again, I'm not that tight. I'm a behind the scenes person. Right, right. You know, nobody needs to know what you know what I got. But this is important conversation because okay. And this is just in general for any product. You take a person that's been doing something for years that may not broadcast what they do, but you see their work. And then you take a person that just starts a venture. Okay, and when you first start, yeah, the people around you are going to be excited, so they're going to support you. Somehow, sometimes the one that just started, because they have the spotlight at the moment, they think they're at this level. Not knowing what it took for this person to get right here, you know. So that's what I'm saying. I'll pat you on the back because when you found you needed to do more, you did more. Right. You went back. You went in 10 years later and got the RN. You went back after you was inspired from your daughter to go get a, a bachelor's in business and clinical technicality. <laughs> um, I almost remembered it, but it's hit my mind. <laughs> you know, you chose to do more because you wanted to elevate. Right. It takes time. It takes time to do that. How long does it take you to go to school? Like, how long was that process? For the the bachelor's degree? Yeah. Um I wanna say it was about a year and a half. Yeah. Okay. I wanna say it was about a year and a half. How was that information added to your business? Well, it just gives me the foundation as far as knowing um <clears throat> how to manage, how to now, I'm still learning. There's a lot I'm still learning um, because I'm, I'm the type, if I don't learn something every day, then, right. you know, I'm, I'm failing myself. And yeah. that's how I feel. Me too. Um, 
but it, it gave me the found the foundation to know okay I need to be separate have my my things separate I need to manage my inventory I need to keep certain par levels I need to do this I, that's you know yeah, things you that I didn't right okay. Mm -hmm. okay now along with that because you are a student of your craft it's been several times when you've gone to conferences mm -hmm. in Atlanta what type of conferences are these? Well, this particular conference that I am a actual vet of now, because <laughs> right. I've been, been several yeah, times. Um, it's not just, it was for bakers, initially started for bakers and treat makers, but it's not just for bakers and treat makers, um, because there's a lot of business information, business instructor instructors um, to show you and to talk to you and to inform you of and remind you because you know a lot of the information is repetitive but if you forget it it's they bring it back to your memory you know so that you can implement it <clears throat> and so and that's why i continuously go that's why i continuously um find people who are doing more than i'm doing so that i can know what i could be doing or what i should be doing or you know how i can add it to my you know that model to my business or you know what happened. So you get to go around people that I actually some maybe on the same level, but get to see those that are further along. Oh, absolutely. Than you absolutely. and not hate on that. You actually absolutely. draw inspiration from yes. that. Like, how did you do this? What do you, you you get to actually learn from them instead of feeling like you're competing with them? Oh, absolutely. And absolutely. that's that's a lesson right there. When you see somebody that's like ahead of you in something that you're interested in or something you started, they're not your competition. Right. Because they've 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 had uh, uh, years of experience and knowledge that you don't have. The best thing you can do in that situation is ask them, "How can I serve you?" Or how did you do this? Reach out to ask questions to gain knowledge. They're not your competition. They're a wealth of information that you could probably help you get to the next level. Okay, how many times have you been to these the conferences? The one, excuse me, the conference in Atlanta, um, four times and only because last year would have oh. been the fifth time, but because of COVID, we did it virtually. So technically five times. Okay. Um, and again, you gain a wealth of knowledge. I'm in, I have several people who I consider to be mentors, um, that I can reach out to if I have a question, um, they are willing to help if if um something I'm not sure about, I can okay. reach out to them. They're helpful and I I mean and I they're not threatened by you and you're not. Oh absolutely by not. Them. Oh absolutely not. Because they I'm sure you both realize for one, they're in different areas. Right. They have their clientele. Right. You have yours. And I'm sure they probably can learn they may learn from their students as well. But keep going. Right, and you're right. You're right. Um, they they do pick up things because one person doesn't know every single thing, right. you know. And I was in a um, I won't say it, a, a meeting. I was in a, a live the other night with one of the mentors, and she brought a guest in, and the guest actually said, "There's nothing original out here. Nothing you know, there are variations of." Things, but there's nothing original anymore. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, <clears throat> just because Jane Doe down the street is doing it doesn't mean you can't do it because it's going to turn out differently. It's not going to be the exact same. 
know. And for and and two people have to realize when you're selling the product, depending on what it is, people are buying into you as well. Right. Exactly. Exactly. You know, I, I usually would get frustrated sometimes when, and sometimes it can depend on what it is can be frustrating for certain reasons. Okay, I, I sell the products that I sell, and I have them available even when I'm on the road. But some people literally just want to see me for that interaction with Right, me. exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Not for no funny stuff, but they want to interact because they bought into who I am as the person, as a part of the product. Right. That's you part know? of your brand. So that's why you're never in competition with the other person because I'm doing me. You know, I'm present. I'm selling me. I'm putting myself out there. I'm not trying to put you out there. I'm not trying to copy who you are right. and present that. Even if we have the same product, we're going to sell it differently. Right. You know? And the people are going to decide based on what they gravitate towards. Right. You know? Because your brand is not just a logo. Right. Your brand is not just your colors. The brand is the whole picture. Right. Okay. You know? Everything as a whole. All right. Whether you out here selling jewelry or food or... Uh, oils, whatever the brand is, the brand as a whole, not just a logo or this or you know what I'm saying. Right, and you don't have to bad talk anybody else's brand to make your brand look better. Right. You know you don't have to do that. Right. Okay. Now speaking of brands, you've rebranded recently. Yes. Yes. From Miss T Sweet Treats to now Sweet and Elegant Delights. Yes. What was the reason for that? Um, growth. Okay. Time for change. Again, I'm ever studying. I'm ever researching. Um, I'm ever taking classes. Um, um, okay, go back. When you say growth, okay. Because we haven't actually exactly said everything you do. Okay, you bake cakes, but what else do you do? Because you don't just bake cakes. What else do you do? What you mean, what else? I bake cakes. But you, you do... Oh, you talking about the print side? Yeah, you do more than just. Oh, that's the yeah. second business. That's a whole second business. But that's not up under. Yeah, it, yeah, it does fall up under there because it's 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 creating edibles or um, products to finish off a a cake or finish off a treat or whatever. Okay. So yeah, so it, it's um, that particular business or line is custom prints by Tasha B. Okay. Which is again edible. Um, pictures or uh, toppers or, or what have you. Anything to finish off your your product. Um, so see if you've baked the cake and you don't have no topping or whatever, you can they can buy that from you and right. however that goes because I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I create the, the topper, whether it's happy birthday or some custom, um, something specifically with the theme. Um, I create it and I mean I've shipped all over the country I've even shipped to the Virgin Islands a couple of times that's what I'm talking about um, so it's just and I'm I'm pretty much doing that every every day okay. um, I have orders coming in um, because again like you said people buy into the product because I, ha I have customers who have local people around them that do the exact same thing but because of the interactions they have with me um, the customer service that I provide, the fast service that I provide, you know, they keep coming back. Right. You know. So. It's, it's more than just having a good product. Your attitude and your disposition and things of that nature, it matters. Yeah. Okay, now getting back to you saying, um, to the conversation about switching from Miss T's, T's sweet treat. 
yeah, it was just growth. Um, <clears throat> my thing is, well, it's, it's been that way for a couple of years now. Um, I'm more into the celeb the wedding cakes. That's really what I want to focus on. Okay. Um, and I've been doing those very frequently. Um, but it kept coming to me when you deliver this wedding cake and people ask the bride or ask whoever, mm, okay. well, who did you get your cake from? Miss T Sweet Treat. Oh, she, huh? That It just didn't, it, yeah, weddings it, it didn't and that name just level. doesn't, yeah, it doesn't. You want the name to match the, the, the level of class. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. exactly. And it actually really hit me real, real hard when I did that. Um, and I'm, I'm sure people have seen it by now, the, that navy blue wedding cake, the four-tier mm-hmm. wedding cake. Uh, I think it was burgundy and navy blue yeah, and okay. rose gold yeah. or something. I was like, to put Miss T's Sweet Treats next to that cake, it was like, it just didn't, it didn't, fit. It didn't sit right with me. It, it didn't sit right with me. And I felt like, okay, it's time for a change. It's time for a change. Now, that's big because some people might stay married to their original name because it was it was your name. Miss mm-hmm. T's, that's you. Right. Sweet treats. Some people might would get to, may get to that point and that fork in the road and say, Well, I'ma just I'ma ride it out with this. Mm-hmm. But you weren't married to it to the point where you couldn't change. Right. What I'm saying is sometimes you have to do that in business. You have to, and, and this word's been used a lot, pivot. Mm-hmm. You know, when you get to the next level, you have to reevaluate to decide is what I brought to this next level sufficient for this next level? Right. And if it's not, some stuff you need to cut away and, and reevaluate and redo. Right. And businesses do that all the time. Businesses are ever-changing, ever-changing, uh, cutting out, adding to, um, subtracting, dividing, multiplying, whatever, you know. And if, you, because, and if you're not willing to do that, then you're going to become stagnant. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, that, and I kind of felt that way, too. Mm-hmm. You know, I felt stagnant and, and in a rut, you know. Um, 2020 made a lot of people do a lot of shifts. Oh, yeah. You know, and... For me, it was a big shift, mm-hmm. you know. And on top of that, I, I took this master class and they talked about branding. They talked about what this means and what that means. And I was already in the midst of changing my mindset anyway. And that just kind of... Okay. So what made... Because some may not know... Of course, we know what master classes and things are. But some may not know. What's a, what's a master class? And what made you take that? Well, masterclass. This particular masterclass is an all-encompassing masterclass from um, talking numbers to um, what was that? Let me get my thoughts together. Mm-hmm.